This is definitively uncertain. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 26 of Definitively Uncertain. I am John Colbert, with me as always. Adele Colbert. And we are in the presence of greatness. Oh. <laughs> we are. We have our first, oh my god. <laughs> we have our first interview ever, and it's with Big James. I'm uh, honored to be the first guest Woo. This is pretty, on this podcast. This, this is pretty exciting. awesome. Yeah. This is the... Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> I we wanted to get you on like as soon as forever. we started. <laughs> I'm Pretty I'm really much. glad we were able to make this happen very shortly after you mentioning it the other day. So yeah, that was the timing worked out really well. Yeah, yeah. So how I met James was at a show, your show. Actually, it was Threat Signal show, mm-hmm. and then you guys were opening up for him, mm-hmm. and that's how we first met. And then we became friends on Facebook, and then. Uh, the rest is just, you know, the classic love story. <laughs> boy meets boy. <laughs> That's right. Classic. Boy fixes boys tour van speaker. That's right. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, they told me He that. spent hours fixing uh, a dead speaker in the dash of our of our van. Because yeah. when you're on tour and you've got many, many hours between cities and mm-hmm. you're just driving and driving and driving this vast landscape... You want to have good speakers, yeah, or at least functioning speakers that yeah. don't crackle because it's horrific. It is bad, and yeah. so he fixed it. And it was not an easy task. We had to like rip apart the whole dash. Yeah, but we did it. We did it. Yeah, that's like that's one of the odd jobs I've had in my life. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had a lot of those. That's cool. But speaking of which, mm-hmm. you have a lot. Also, you have a lot of many. Your fingers in many different things. Sure. You've done YouTube show. Mm-hmm. You've been in I don't know, numerous bands. How many bands? Uh, one, two, three, four, five bands now. Five bands. Wow. You uh, six if you count Cheeto Dust. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not. It's not a band. It's so good. <laughs> um, this microphone that I'm talking into mm-hmm. bought it from you. Mm-hmm. You know, like what else? What else have you done? Like it's um, well, I've outside of uh, the entertainment industry and entertainment related things. I've worked in security for a number of years. That's what I've done since I turned eighteen. So this will be my nineteenth year of doing security, and that's sort of what I've done outside of music um, in a variety of different capacities. And I'm sure we'll touch on that later. But um, yeah, I've done a lot of that, and I've uh, I've hosted weddings. I've done uh i've done um hosting a variety of different events and things like that like i like to talk in front of large groups of people it's kind of something i'm i feel like i'm okay at so you're definitely good at it thanks you're definitely a good front man on on stage too I try andrea loved that you were down on the floor for the concert last time and then when you screamed in front of her and laura lee mm-hmm. like they had like the biggest smiles on their faces <laughs> it was That's like so a, it was like a kid seeing the wiggles you know like, oh my god <laughs> like they were just smiling it was so funny it was hilarious that is really funny it's yeah. you know that show it's just it's it's interesting to me the context of it like we that's a small show at a small bar in like a in a neighborhood it's like a neighborhood it was in a neighborhood bar in calgary it was a shithole place yeah, yeah. and uh but, I mean, I'm thankful for the place to play music and have a venue to be able to just yell and do a microphone and do my thing. But it's interesting 
that even at that small level, I can make someone happy. Yeah. You know, even like I'm not a big deal. I'm not a big rock star. I'm not filling a stadium, but I can, I can make someone's night a little bit better. Yeah. By mm-hmm. sharing something that I'm passionate about doing. Yeah, That's fun. I think it's sick. Like the one of the one of the things that made me step in and start trying to do podcasts was you know you did the morning show and stuff like that and I was like man he just puts himself out there you know mm-hmm. like and I don't know Andrea always says I'm funny so I was like oh maybe I'll try this you know and we did it with Adele we talked about it and mm-hmm. you know yeah and it was trying to get Adele out of her comfort zone too because yeah. <laughs> she kind of you know Freezes. keeps to herself. Really, you find because I again I, I full disclosure a sporadic listener of this podcast, which will probably change moving forward <laughs> from today, um, because I I did actually listen to to a couple in the last in the last forty eight hours to prepare for coming to meet you guys, and you don't come across to me as as shy in any oh, capacity. Okay. <laughs> Not on the podcast, it, I don't pick up on that at all. Well, no, that's no. good. Uh, I'm wondering if it's just because I talk to dad, but like. Um, the podcast has like totally helped me with my, uh, my social skills because I'm able to make small talk with strangers now. Mm-hmm. And I used to just shut that down really quick. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's like even teachers in my school, like they tried to make small talk and I'd be like headphones up and walk away. <laughs> interesting. Because also from the perspective of, uh, my wife, who's a friend of yours as well, mm-hmm. um, she has expressed to me on a number of occasions that speaking to you it's easy to forget that there's an age disparity you know because you're just eloquent and and uh well-spoken and confident in, the, in when you when you speak but maybe maybe it's one of those things where just at this time it's easier for you to do that with people you know a little bit already yeah i think so yeah so but it doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't reflect any any shyness in your podcast at all it's not that i can tell well that's, that's cool that's yeah. pretty cool that's cool uh, you like to force me into situations I don't like to be in. Yeah. yeah. You should elaborate on that, though. Like, uh, child services. Could <laughs> okay, okay. Maybe, but maybe like, don't just be vague like that. Okay, but, like, uh, you make me talk to people if I don't want to talk to people. Yeah, that's better. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah, don't make it weird. You're making your daughter talk to strangers? Oh, yeah. my microphone just cut out here. No, I can hear you. You sound great. good. Oh, okay. Maybe it's my headphones. Possibly. Maybe, possibly. That's working now. Um, so you make your daughter talk to strangers is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> while, while I'm there. Yeah. Though. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's not like, hey, see that guy in the van? Just go say hi to him real <laughs> go, quick. Yeah. Go say hi. Yeah. The guy with the free candy. Ask how his day is going. Yeah. <laughs> but it's more like if we're in a store and like the cashier tries to make small talk, he'll be like, you're up. Mm-hmm. I'll even embarrass thing. her. I'll be like, so she said something. You gonna answer? Yeah. She's like, I don't know what to say. And yeah. I was like, How about you answer a question? <laughs> it's really easy. You talk you like a that. human being. Yeah. yeah. That's important, though. You know, it's important uh, to to push yourself outside of your comfort zone. And a lot of, just even my first time singing in a band was about just accepting the fact this is not going to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's going to be. I'm not. I'm. Sh- you know, at first was very shy. Yeah. To because your voice is amplified. Mm-hmm. And then the first time you hear your voice recorded, you're like, do I really sound like that? Because you're missing all that internal resonance you're used to hearing yourself with. So you don't realize what your voice sounds like to other people. Mm-hmm. And and then to try to do that in a way that is entertaining and and everything else, it, it can be very intimidating. 
And so, especially when recording for the first time and you have these headphones on and nobody outside of you in the room can really hear what you're hearing. Yeah. So all they're hearing is your crappy voice <laughs> singing along to a very aggressive music that they can't hear. Mm-hmm. And so outside it's, it's like, I don't know, trying to think of it from their perspective is even more intimidating because they can't hear the context of my voice in, uh, with the music. And so it sounds strange to them and that that's embarrassing too. So studio recording was really embarrassing and weird and uncomfortable. And then you just get used to it. And now I love all those things. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So what's harder for you? Lyrics or trying to go with the song? Like how you're going to how you're gonna deliver it with like the music? My approach to music is always... Like all my favorite vocalists are singers that... The, it's When you listen to their music, it sounds like the songs are written around their vocals. Yeah. Um, you take like uh, Elaine Staley from Alice in Chains and it sounds like all of those songs were written for him or, or around his lyrics and voice. Like he just started singing and the guys were like, well, play along to that. Yeah. And I love that. I mean, I know that's not how it was done, mm-hmm. but that's the kind of vocalist he is that he can make you f- believe that, feel that, that the, the song is about his performance more than anything. So that's what I've always gone for. So I, I'm always the last to write. The band will write music and then I'll... You know, either back in the day with Endos, I would have them just loop the song. They would play it live, and it would be good rehearsal for them. And I would sit there with my pad and pen and try to write things that went along with the music. Um, and lyrically, I I've, I don't really struggle with that. I have a lot of things to say, yeah. I so am I have very jealous because I can't write lyrics. For really? It. Yeah, it's, it's it's just about writing things that your things for me. Mm-hmm. I write about things that make me feel things. So whatever's on my mind, whatever's whatever's eliciting some sort of an emotional response, I'll explore that lyrically and I'll just try to mm-hmm. <clears throat> hit that nail, the hammer, you know? And then the hammer being your voice, yeah. you gotta, man, get it, that is where I struggle. Getting the performance, getting the performance I'm hearing in my head out of my mouth, I've never been able to do that. I've never once been able to, I've never once been 100% satisfied. You never delivered it and was like, fuck yeah, cut. <clears throat> not not until very recently. Yeah. I, I I'm right now. I just finished up rapping, uh, vocal tracking for a new record, uh, for X's for Eyes, and it, I spent a month. <laughs> just this is my first time. I did it. I did it at home. I you know um, some friends of mine rented some gear for me to use, some really nice gear, mm-hmm. and I turned my home office into a little studio for a month, and I had time to like I'll sing this. I'll listen to it for a day or two and change the things I don't like. I've never really had the opportunity to do that because studio time is frankly expensive. Yeah. And I would have to go in and just sing an entire album's worth of stuff in three days and hope that it came out as good as I wanted it to and it didn't. And now with this record, even this record, having a month to go over song, 13 songs, constantly redoing things and changing things and, and, and criticizing my own work, I'm finally happy with some of it. But I'm not 100% content with all of it. I, even now I listen back and I'm like, this is probably the best stuff I've ever done. But it's not perfect. Nice. Yeah. It's yeah. hard. So the home studio thing, yeah, that would I feel more comfortable though. 100%. Because you're, you're there by yourself now. By like, myself. Yeah. And I can try things that would be embarrassing to try in front of my bandmates or a studio engineer or producer. Yeah. Um, like I'm not a good clean singer but I wanted to try some of those things on this record because I've got those ideas in my head that I can't physically perform. Um, But I was going to, I was going to try 
push myself out of the comfort zone, right? Yeah. And just go for it and try and see if I can do it. And I did some things that I'm happy with and some stuff that we're not using, <laughs> yeah. you know? But uh, yeah, the home studio allowed, gave me the privacy to be able to experiment yeah. without that. embarrassing myself. Like whenever no one else is home, I get really belty. Like yeah. I'll just sing because like it's it's easier to just try things on your on your own, especially when it comes to music, because then you can experiment and not worry about being judged. Yes, wait till you get in the car on the <laughs> just forget about I it. I do it all <laughs> the time. It's not if my. If there was a camera in my car, forget it. It's not original for me. No, that's but okay. It's just really loud, and I yeah. And it's awful shit, too. So it's, <laughs> oh, I'll belt out Sia. Yeah. I don't even know who that is. Oh, man. She's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Send me a link. <laughs> Send me a link. Tag me. Uh, so I, what, have you been, uh, what have you been listening to lately? Um, Something you're digging on. Man, uh, I thought I turned the ringer off my phone. I apologize. The... <clears throat> This, the playlist lately has been a lot of um, um, rap with bands that – like rap artists with full bands. Man. Like there's a uh, band called High Respects that I'd never heard of before that have been around for quite a while that I just discovered and I'm really happy with. Um, just stuff that makes me feel some, you know. I do – I have a pretty varied taste in music and um, as far as heavy music goes uh, – like the past month or so I've basically just been listening to my own stuff. Yeah. Um, but a lot of, uh, I revisited a lot of Soundgarden stuff lately too, which is just classic albums, you know, that you just, I'm going to listen to those albums for the rest of my life. Bad motor finger. So good. So good. <laughs> Such a good record, man. It's, I'm going to listen to that record for the rest of my life. Same. There is yeah. like that and pretty hate machine and yeah. you know, like all those I, like we were just listening to it. We, yeah, I went like some '90s essential something, right? And I was, yeah. I was like, "Holy crap! I haven't heard that in forever. I haven't heard that in forever." And I was mm-hmm. just downloading all of them. Yeah. yeah, we got that Apple, Apple Music. Thing. Oh, I use Spotify mostly, but yeah, I mean wherever you get your music, that's yeah. get it in you. you know? Yeah, man, for sure. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that I was also listening a lot to me, my older brother's new record, The Great Sabatini have a new record out called uh, goodbye audio that is it's a masterpiece i i'm infinitely jealous of my brother's talent yeah yeah he is. it's really really good you, you guys are all talented though yeah my brother's some on to some next level business yeah. though he's one of these guys that's since we've been kids he's made art look easy yeah. and uh and when i say art i mean i know that's a, br- a broad brush stroke but i mean he can sculpt he can paint he can draw he can write I mean, he's one of the most phenomenal writers I've ever read, and he plays music, he plays guitar, but he'll also just pick up virtually any instrument and be able to play it pretty quickly, yeah. which is evidenced on the new record where he's playing fiddle and things like that and zither and all kinds of strange instruments, and he played a banjo on the last record, and I remember when he came home with the banjo, he bought it off a dishwasher at the diner he was working at at the time, and... It's like, oh, this guy was selling a banjo at work. I never played one before. And he's like all of a sudden shredding in my living room on a banjo he's never <laughs> played before. It's frustrating. I n- I've never had that talent, but he's just made it. He's always made it look easy. So, Brody, mm-hmm. he um, he came home with a ukulele. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden he's playing Beethoven on it. 
That's amazing. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so for his birthday, he got a guitar. Yeah. But, and yeah, he, he was, he's like, yeah, Adele, maybe you can show me some stuff. And she's like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I see, I hear him playing something and I'm like, Adele teach you that? And he's like, no. And I was like, oh man, like he's got some talent. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely has it. Yeah. I've always lacked that aptitude for any kind of stringed instrument or any instrument really. I have, I have that for all of it. Mm-hmm. From music all the way down. Yeah, I suck at all of it. I love listening to music, and I can I have a good ear I think for music. But yeah, it's just I couldn't I couldn't carry a tune in a bucket, man. Yeah, you and me both, bud. It's a struggle. <laughs> yeah. It's a struggle. But I'm the, I can't even scream. I've tried. Anybody could do that. Uh, we talked about this the other night at the show. I know. You trying said to you convince didn't... my wife. I can't. <laughs> I don't believe oh, you. You can. I don't believe you. I'm telling you, anybody can do it. Yeah. It's just if you can raise your voice, you can you can sing in a metal band. That's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, so you came from out east, yeah. to out west. Born and just, raised in Montreal. Just like just like I did. Mm-hmm. You know, I was born in Newfoundland, and then Ontario, and then came out here. Yeah. Um. How did you like the change? It's been interesting. It it's, is different. It's been interesting. Um, I, I've had the good fortune to be able to travel across our country a number of times, coast to coast, um, in a van, which is super cool. It's different than flying around the country because you get to, you can literally pull over and get out and look at whatever's around you at any time you want on tour if you're in a van. Yeah. And that's phenomenal. And I've had the opportunity to kind of watch the country develop over the past like 15 years, like in snapshots, like. I spend a day in whatever town every few months for for 10 years. So you get these little snapshots of like, oh, this got built or that got built or these people are here, this many more people are here now. And so you've seen, I've seen obviously more development in some places than other places, but Alberta is a place that's, it's an interesting place. Um, very different from the rest of the country. It is. It's a very conservative province. Yeah. Uh, an openly racist province in a lot of ways, which is something I struggle with. It's something coming from Quebec where that, you know, if you are openly racist in Quebec, they'll sh- you'll get outed pretty quick, and mm-hmm. and you get, you're gonna have a hard time. They're not saying there's not racism in Quebec. There absolutely is, but not to the not to the same degree I've seen in Alberta as far as open racism goes. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of phenomenal. Like complete strangers in a dentist waiting room will say something to you like, "Am I right? No, actually, yeah. you're not. I know I'm white too, but." I don't agree with anything that you're saying. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I've had the exact same thing. I've started at a job, and and the first day the guy said something to me, and I was like, "Whoa, hold and on!" He was like, "Yeah," he Easy. was like, "He was like, oh, don't tell me you're one of those lovers." And I was mm. like, "What?" Like, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" You know, yeah, that was kind of crazy, but that was a that was definitely a weird one for me. Yeah, the the racism for sure. It is, and you know, this is also a province that. Uh, a few short years ago was economically booming and is now struggling and watching how the population of this province is coping with that has been fascinating as well. Um, and again, my line of work, um, that pays my bills has exposed me to maybe the more negative aspects of that. Yeah. Um, and how people are coping with, um, with being broke where you had a lot of really young guys who were like making a lot of money and buying a lot of toys and then the money dries up, and then insurance fraud becomes a thing, break and enters become a thing, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, domestic violence becomes a thing. Alcohol abuse becomes a thing. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of ways people cope with having that taken away from them, and not a lot of those ways are healthy. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting, you know, to see how that's evolving, and that it, the province doesn't seem to see the writing on the wall that it's oil's not forever, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, that's the thing though about the NDP is that they're trying to go more solar and and like windmills and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like you know, they they are trying. Yeah. But oil and gas is the bread and butter here, right? And that's that's what everybody wants, and they think. They got a, a huge rude awakening coming because I know the next vote is going to be conservative for mm-hmm. sure. 100%. But when they do, it's not like they're all getting their jobs back. No. You know, and that's the thing is it's kind of crazy. And like, I don't know, we talked about politics before, like Adele and I, and I told her, I said, I don't, I, you know, there's some stuff that I agree with liberals or some stuff I agree with conservatives, mm-hmm. you know, is I think the whole thing's flawed. I think the whole government thing's flawed because they just mm-hmm. fight over whatever. And, you know, and then you have one person that's running a party and you have to agree with everything that they say. Toe the party line. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's That's not right. You know? Well, the thing is, these governments were built when there was way less people. Yeah. And they're just not designed for, uh, to govern a population of this size. And this spread out either. People, it's easy to forget how big Canada is. Yeah. It is a massive country. And people are spread out, and so people are different from place to place. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can you can see you can see that from from town to town in some cases. Yeah, um, by and large, our country is wonderful though, and I think that Alberta is one of the most beautiful places on the planet. I'm really really fortunate to live here. Uh, last weekend, I spent a few hours in a spa in the mountains, enjoying steam rooms and saunas and hot tubs and. With the one of the best views that the planet has to offer, yeah, mm-hmm. that and that's it's in it's it's within an hour and a half of my home. Yeah, I can just drive to this to, to one of the most beautiful places on earth, <laughs> so close to home. That is a remarkable. Thing. That's that's what I say to Andrea too. I'm like, because she's like, you know, you ever think we'll go back? And I'm like, I don't think so. I'm like, I really don't. Like, it's just the the views, it, the whole place is mm-hmm. stunning, right? Like. Yeah, you know, I'll deal with the racism for. (laughs) I guess I don't know. Like it's you guys are exceptionally fortunate living in a rural area, though. This is it is particularly beautiful right here. It is nice. Yeah, Yeah, we got super nice. This was this house was lucky because we actually lost it Mm. when we put a bid on it. Remember, and then yeah, and then we didn't think we were getting it, and then all of a sudden the people that you know bid more than us they ended up not getting financing. So. Mm that real estate agent had to crawl back to us and be like, so uh, you still want to buy the house? And I'm like... Yeah, for 50000 less. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, was, it wasn't 50000 less, but I definitely went, yeah, yeah, for fucking a lot less. Yeah. 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 For sure. What yeah. about you? Do Like, how do you feel about the province and living here and what has your experience been? Uh, I like it out here, like, a lot. Sure, I miss, like, the lakes in Ontario, but the mountains are so beautiful here. And, like... It's, it is drier here, and I get nosebleeds all the time. But like, I'll put up with it because like the mountains are just down the road, and we can just yeah. go. And we've seen so much wild, wildlife here. Like, yeah. yeah, that's a big one for me. Yeah, me too. we had. Uh, I came home. I live in the suburbs, and uh, I came home one night, and there were deer in my driveway. Yeah, I first saw one in my neighbor's 
front lawn eating out of the bird feeder. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, how, this is the suburbs. Like, how was there a deer in the suburbs, like this close to the city? Yeah. And then I came around the corner. I was like, oh, there's a bunch in my on my front lawn and driveway and on the street. Yeah. And I kind of had to wait for them to move out of the way so I could get in the house. And I went in this house, and it was late at night. And I woke up my wife, and I said, there's deer on the front lawn. And she was like, how many? I'm like, 11. And she's like, I'm going back to sleep because that's old news for her. Yeah. Unless there's like a large, if there was like a phenomenal, if there was like, there's 500 deer on the street, she'd be like, let's see what's going on. Yeah. But there was 11 deer, not enough to wake up. Yeah. I'll be asleep. You have fun looking at those through the window. Yeah. And I dumped a bunch of bird feed on my front lawn and I was like waiting for them to eat it. And then they didn't come back because I guess I scared them. And then the next morning, all the feed was gone though. Nice. So they did come back. They just waited for all the when I wasn't looking through the window. Or the gigantic rabbits ate it. It could be that too. They're, They're like kangaroos. Yeah. yeah. They're huge out here. Yeah. Yeah. It but, is it's an interesting thing. The wildlife is is a big one. I, you know, grew up in the city. You know, I don't I'm not used to seeing deer on my front lawn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or rabbits the size of kangaroos. Yeah. They're huge. Yeah. They are huge. But yeah. like the grizzlies too and moose and all that Scary. and we've seen one wolf, I think. Yeah. One out in Kananaskis country. Oh, us too, actually. We saw one sort of trudging through the snow. And it's funny. That was a powerful moment for me. It's funny that you mentioned that because I saw this wolf and he was trudging through snow that was like up to his chin. He was a large animal. Yeah. But he was just sort of like trudging <laughs> through and like, and I was like thinking to myself, my first thought was like, there, that animal, he's just doing what he does. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. I'm assuming it was a he. It could have been. I don't want to assume that wolf's gender. <laughs> don't do but, that. <laughs> But it, he was just, he didn't feel sorry for himself even for a second. If I was trudging through a field of like neck deep snow, I'd be like, woe is me. Yeah. This is horrible. This is uncomfortable. This sucks. People, I can't wait to tell people about this later so that they feel bad for me. And that's his every day. Yeah. A- and then it makes you sort of realize animals don't feel bad for themselves. So what are we doing? Yeah. You know, it's a powerful moment. Just seeing a wolf trudge through the snow for like three seconds through my car window. <laughs> you know? But it, the animals are a powerful thing. It's I get, I get why witnessing them and how they behave is it's important. Yeah. I think one of my favorite encounters with wildlife here is when a bear almost jumped in and hugged dad. Yeah. Oh, no. Can I please hear uh, that story? I'm so, yeah. Well, I'm stupid, right? So <laughs> I, uh, we're driving around in Waterton. And there's this cliff, and the road's right beside the cliff. And I'm like, oh, I just saw a bear up there. Yeah. So I tell Andrea to pull up beside, and I got my camera because I like doing wildlife photography. And I so I point it up, and I'm taking pictures of him. And I was like, hey, buddy, you know? And then all of a sudden, he charges down at me. And I mean, he was this far away from the window. Like, and when I say this far, I mean like about 18 inches maybe away from the window. Like, he came down, and I was like, oh! And all my pictures, <laughs> I didn't put down the camera. I was all excited. I'm like, right? I'm not even thinking in my head. He's going to probably scratch me or bite me or yeah. something. What kind of bear was it? Black bear. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he didn't, <laughs> though. scared of all these creatures. <laughs> he didn't, though. That's the thing. I, for some reason, I have this, I don't have that scared part for me. It's. Well, you took your shoes off and went and took pictures of a freaking no, grizzly bear. No, my shoes were off. Okay. So we were driving down Highway 40, <laughs> right? And if you've never driven down that road. You should. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It takes you a little bit longer to get down to Camor, but it's such a nice road. And 
uh, I've only ever seen two grizzlies. It was on the same day on that road. Wow. It was crazy. So the first one we see, I'm like, Andrea, stop. Right? Because she's, yeah. she's the one always driving because I'm the one with the camera. So she stops. And I jumped out. I ran across the road into the ditch to take a picture of this grizzly. And there's a bunch of other people taking mm-hmm. pictures too. But they're all in their cars. Yeah. yeah and they... No, not me. Right? I'm out. <laughs> Fuck it, yeah. Just You're the guy that I would be making fun head. of as I drive by quickly. That's exactly what happens. That, <laughs> like, they all got their phones out, like, pointing at him, like, oh, God, this is going to be viral yeah, like YouTube. in two seconds. I'm going to be a YouTube sensation because yeah. I'm stupid. But I got some great pictures. Mm-hmm. And then the next one that we see is even closer. And I open up the door, and he's, like, here, like, maybe four feet away. Mm-hmm. And I've got the door open, and he's walking, and I'm taking the pictures. And he keeps looking at me, and I'm like, you're okay, man. You're okay. And he just kept walking. He was like, okay, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Right? There was no, like, close call or anything like that, right? But, um, yeah, Andrea's always, like, foot near the gas, like, yes. ready to... Yeah, that is the appropriate response. It, these animals are terrifying. People forget. They, we have these ideas of inside and outside, in it, but we're, we are, we're not separate from nature. We're part of it. Yeah. It's around us, and we tell our children that there's no such thing as monsters. But they exist <laughs> in the form of grizzly furry. bears and mountain lions. Yeah. These are not, you know, I know that Disney likes to make them cute. These are terrifying land monsters that will eat you without any hesitation. <laughs> and so I am terrified of all of them. Land monsters. <laughs> they are. So there's a black bear once, too, that was probably, I jumped out of the vehicle to take some pictures. I was in Waterton, too. And I always jump out because I'm like, yeah, you know, and I got a pretty good sized lens. So, you know, I, I you know, I get some good shots, mm-hmm. but like there was a person and like they're in a car and I'm sitting there like standing right beside him taking the picture. And I look mm-hmm. over and he looks at me and just starts shaking his head. No, like, <laughs> yeah. like what do you do? Like you're too close. Like that's, like, that's close. a bear. Yeah. Like don't, don't do that. They can close the gap so fast, man. I think I could take them though. No, you can't. You can. <laughs> I used to think the same thing. Yeah, I feel like I can. A I'll show you some grizzly? YouTube videos. I know. That's the thing. It's, that, that, this is my problem is that if it happened, yeah, I don't know. I just. I, I know that I'm not I'm not going without a fight. Yeah. I'll tell you that. But, uh, but I'm going to lose. Did you, hear about, <laughs> did you hear about that jogger in the mountain lion? Oh, not only did I hear about it, I watched him give a press conference about his experience after the fact. <laughs> did you hear the rest of it? Well, which th- I know that it wasn't it wasn't a full-grown mountain lion. It's a baby mountain lion. But no, what? but let's not get it twisted, okay? A baby mountain lion will still kill and eat you. And it's it's still larger than your average cat and they are I don't know if you've ever tried to pick up a cat that didn't want to get picked up yeah, before, yeah. like a house cat. Yeah, the fuck yeah. Oh yeah. But <laughs> the initial story comes out. Yeah, they larger made larger than life, yeah, right? Sure. Like have you seen a full-size cougar? Oh yeah. Jesus Christ. They're terrifying, yeah. Like and to hear that that guy stopped a cougar, you're like, oh, fuck, are you, like, how? How yeah. did you do that? Yeah. That thing's all muscle and mm-hmm. agility. Like, there's no way. Yeah. And then you hear, oh, it wasn't that old. And it was like, how old was it? And it was like, what, almost not even two or something like that? Yeah, it was a juvenile. Yeah. But it's still extremely dangerous and still no small feat for a man with no uh, combatives background and just a guy hiking to just manage to save his own life like that. And I, I would, I would definitely do the same thing if I could. I would probably be dead though. I don't think I'm strong enough to to fight off a cat like that. My one buddy Joe, which you know, 
he actually he was at on some site construction site and they actually had mountain lion mm. training like to tell you what happens if a mountain lion comes yeah. and what you should do to kill it <laughs> and i was like are you fucking kidding and he's you know he's a tall guy he's six five right he's got some reach but i was thinking to myself if that was me and it was a full-grown fucking mountain lion that thing's just hacking me up. That There's... thing's pure muscle. and It is, yeah. But, see, I'm scared of that, but a bear, I could fuck up probably. Well, here's the thing. You know what'll give you some perspective? <laughs> what'll give you some perspective is if you, if you just Google animals without their hair or fur, like, and you can find pictures of different animals, and you can see the, the musculature. Yeah. Like, have you, ever, have you ever seen a chimpanzee without any hair? Yeah. It's terrifying. They're ripped. They're so muscly. Yeah. But you can find pictures of almost any animal. They've got some sort of condition or whatever that their hair's falling out, and you can see like it's all muscle, and it's just it's an animal that kills things with its mouth. Yeah. And claws. And carries it, it up trees. Yeah. Like so, it's a mountain lion can kill not a full-sized deer and then carry it up a tree. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's well, what you they need do. to get on YouTube, Adele. You need to get on there and start googling these things. I'm telling you, animals are scary, super scary, but awesome. I love them though. Oh, like, they're super. I love them too. To see, like, uh, we went to the wildlife thing. Where is it? The wildlife thing. I don't know. I don't remember where it was. It was in, like in a Innisfil. park. Innisfil. Mm. Just seeing any big cat, they're just pure muscle, and it's it's scary, but it's they're so pretty. Oh, they are. They're beautiful. And I mean, you have to think about those things, right? Like our our natural reactions to be like that is beautiful. Yeah. But also, I think people forget because we do separate ourselves. We try to separate ourselves from these creatures by living in homes and everything else. We build these shelters around ourselves that push these creatures away from us. So we don't have these same fears that our ancestors had that like in the night, maybe one of these things will come and grab you up. You know what I mean? We don't have those fears. So it's easy to forget that they are still dangerous creatures that kill things with their mouths. You know, I, we, I went to very recently, I went to uh, a wolf dog sanctuary where they have these big um, dogs that were they're basically they've been bred with wolves so they're you know either high content medium low kind or low content wolf but they're just they're there's too much wolf in them to make them pets basically yeah um so they have these sanctuaries where they keep them they keep them in these enclo- big enclosures it's a beautiful sanctuary um in cochrane alberta and <laughs> it was a family walking by with a young daughter and one of these creatures got really excited when the young daughter was walking by. There's all these adults walking by, no reaction. As soon as a small, vulnerable human walked by, it was like pacing and making noise and getting agitated like it wanted to eat that child. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like, that's a real thing. It's scary. The weak, that, the weak and the young. Right? Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, that happened when we went to that campground too. I don't remember. Were they wolves yeah. there? Yeah, there was a, a little boy, and he was right, like, by the fence, because there was a fence and then a fence inside the fence. And, uh, yeah, all there was, like, three of them just came over to this kid. Like, yeah. So they had a fence inside the fence. So that's how dangerous these things are. Yeah. That they have, like, well, there's multiple tiers of fences in yeah. case it decides yeah. to get a burrow underneath or climb over or whatever. That's, it's a real thing. Yeah, man, they're evil. But super beautiful yeah. and to be respected. For sure. There's a 
the it's Discovery Wildlife Park in Ennisville. Mm. And there's like a, a big cat uh, thing you could do for a couple extra bucks. And uh, basically you get to go in between the two fences around mm-hmm. back and you, you you can put your hand up on the fence and like a tiger comes over and like oh yeah you know, hard pass yeah no it's so cool <laughs> it was super cool but yeah it was a uh, like i don't know just out here for me like i i loved doing photography when i was in ontario but it wasn't it wasn't like out here like out here you can drive and you know you see owls and eagles mm. and like you know there's so much stuff and it's like man this is so cool have you ever seen an owl without its feathers along those same lines? Yes. You can Google that. Yeah, I saw that. That <laughs> yeah. was kind of funny. Yeah, they're strange creatures. So let's talk more about you. All right. Um, it's my favorite topic. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you got going on? Um, right now, like I said, I've been working on that Excess for Eyes record. Uh, I'm in a band here in Alberta called Stab, Twist, Pull that uh, we've got... A bunch of songs written. Um, they're a band that was around uh, long before I came into the picture, but uh, I had done some gigging and touring with them and um, became good friends with them. And when their singer quit shortly after my moving here, uh, I offered my services. Nice. Jumped on that. and uh, So I've been creative with those guys. Um, and I'm recently married. So uh, really, 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 really enjoying married life. Um that's that's been like a big big focus for me, is just spending time with that and enjoying every second of that, and n- n- nurturing that relationship because it's remarkable and powerful. Shout out to Brooke. Yeah, hundred percent powerful Brooke. She's a incredible human being that I'm fortunate to share my time with. So I've been enjoying spending time with her, and I'm focusing very heavily on my career as a security professional. That has been uh, my main focus since I moved out here. Yeah, because. Uh, I made some poor life decisions and the kind of decisions that make, uh, that they take years to fix uh, some of those problems. So here I am just trying to fix things in my life that I'm not content with. So Same, man. Yeah. Same. Uh, I still don't know what the fuck I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a 40-year-old man child. <laughs> yeah, buddy, you and me both. I know. It's crazy. But We have a lot of similarities, though. We do. It's kind of crazy. That's why we get along. Yeah. One of them that was a little random share the same birthday yeah that was kind of crazy which i always forget about and yeah. then i'm like oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah i text you first and then you go oh yeah you too <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i do always for, i guess i've never met anybody other than you that shares my birthday you know it's crazy i know two other people that is pretty wild uh, another friend of mine from high school and uh jenna who's uh, related to us mm-hmm. she's a niece yeah. And your cousin? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's marriage stuff there. and Yeah. Yeah. So It's hard to figure out sometimes. Yeah. yeah. It is. There's a relation. Yeah. I thought that was kind of neat, though. That is neat. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of weird when something like that happens. Oh, another guy, too, who actually has the same year birthday as me, just lives right down the road. Really? Yeah. I was like... Strange. I was like, what are you doing, uh, you know, this Saturday or whatever it was? And he's like, I don't know. It's my birthday. I was like, What? He's mm-hmm. like, yeah. And I was like, it's my birthday. <laughs> he was like, shut up. And I was like, yeah. It's so weird. It is weird. And it's hard not to attribute meaning to those things. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you're like, oh, what are the what are the, what are the chances? I want a strange... Is it a coincidence? It's hard to think... It's hard not to think of it as something that has meaning. Um, it could just be completely random. But when you encounter these things, like my wife's 
father has the same birthday as my father. And then um, a four, dig four digits of our phone number growing up, our landline phone number growing up before there were cell phones. Um, <clears throat> she's used for various passcodes or things like that. It's like a number that was significant to her as well for some reason. Yeah. So it's like, what are the odds that those four numbers in that sequence? So it's like you, it's hard. We're meant to be together. You know, like yeah. you, you try to draw these lines, like to connect the dots, you know. Episode 26. That's another one. Yeah. 26 is a number that's held significance for me uh, for a number of years now. Me and my best friend, Al, uh, which is, again, one of these things where I mentioned it to him one day. I was like, man, I keep seeing the number 26 everywhere. And he was like, me too. It's everywhere. Like, it keeps occurring, keeps popping up. And uh, it was, you know, again, hard not to attribute me. Oh, man, we're supposed to be friends. We both have this number in common. Yeah. And then, sure enough, today, episode 26... Mm -hmm. I thought that was very fitting that it would be me. That's pretty crazy. 26. It's pretty awesome. Completely um, coincidental. Random. Was not planned. Yeah. But meant to be. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's the one thing I try to do when, uh, like, if I meet someone on, like, same birthday, right? I'm like, are we kind of the same kind of person? You know, we were born on the same day, you know? Mm -hmm. And people, you know, do the whole astrological signs and stuff like that. So I'm like... I wonder how much of a significance it is if you're born on the same day, whether or not, you know, like the similarities or kind of how you think or, you know, yeah. like anything like that. Or even your life path, you know, mm -hmm. like was your life path the same as mine? Like, what did you, yeah. do? do? You you know, do you know what you want to do? You know, it's mm -hmm. kind of a, I always think of stuff like that. And I think it's kind of cool when, when you see some of the stuff that is the same. Yeah. Like even Frazier, um, the guy that has the same birthday as us. He's, you know, he, he doesn't even know what he wants to do. Is like, he a big, bald, white guy, too? <laughs> no, he's not bald. He's not bald, but he's a big, white guy. Yeah. But, like, you know, now he's into bees. Like, he's he's he pollinates fields That's with cool. bees and stuff like that. Like, it's something new that he's trying out. You need man. to get that guy on the podcast and have him talk about that. That sounds fascinating. He's very quiet. Oh, yeah. He's very hard to... Maybe might have to drink with him to make that one yeah. work. But, <laughs> probably make that happen. But he's interesting. He's a super yeah. interesting guy. Like he, uh, he, he does all kinds of weird stuff too, right? So it's it, it's kind of neat because like for you, you know, like you pick things because you want to try it. You mm -hmm. know, like it's it's something. I I do things like this because I want to try it. You know, and then like I said, the splitter didn't come in, so I had to build a freaking splitter today. And it's working. It's working. I can't it believe working. it's working. I was, yeah. <laughs> I was so stoked. I'm in my shop and I'm sitting there soldering everything together. And I'm like, this, oh, this is going to be horrible. And I plugged nope. it in and I'm like, fuck, it works. It's so easy to doubt yourself. Don't, don't doubt yourself. Well, I know I I finished it, but still, I, yeah. I, I got fat fingers and me trying to solder all those oh, little I pieces know. in there. Man, that so was a microphone in front of your face. That's not an easy thing to solder. Yeah. You have hands like mine, <laughs> stubby fingers. It's not easy. No. Yeah. No, but I love this microphone, by the way. I'm glad you do. Thank yeah. you. You sound good using it. it. It's awesome using it. I'm like glad. It, it sat there for the longest time, and I'm like, I need to use it for something. Yeah. You know, and then it was it was Adele. She'd use it for, you know, recording and playing around. And then yep. now it's podcast. Now it gets used. This is the thing. A lot of the things I've done were just sort of born, I mean, out of... Um, wanting wanting to have things or wanting to be able to do things that I can't afford to do. So, like for instance, I wanted an all black uh, Unidyne style microphone, um, and they exist in in the world. They're rare in 
they're expensive and I couldn't afford one. And my guitar player, Dave Sheldon, suggested that we build one for me to use. And it worked out well, so we built 50 of them and sold them. People really, really liked them, and we sold a few more. And that, you know, I'm not a businessman, so the business didn't go where I wanted it to go, but it's, they're cool microphones. They're fun to build. And I mean, it was, it just sort of came from my wanting to have one, not being able to afford one. Yeah. You know, I could build one for way less than it would cost to, to buy one. So we did that. Mm-hmm. You can hear my dog whining in the background through that microphone right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this, so was kind of being a musician the same way for you? Like you got the tour around Canada, right? Like, yeah. Well, that, I mean, that was, I didn't know that's something I wanted to do until I started doing it really, to be honest with you. I, yeah. I kind of, for me, it was wanting to take, wanting to be, have a creative outlet and, and I don't know how to play any instruments and I don't have the discipline to learn the instrument. Um, I lack discipline in all areas of my life, but <laughs> yeah, uh, and mu- music not uh, being an exception to that. So I, I just was like, I can yell into a microphone and I can maybe get involved that way. And so that's, yeah, sort of how I ended up getting involved in music was wanting to be involved, not having the means to, to get involved in any other way. So I'm, I'll do it this way. And then the selling of the microphones became a means to feed myself and pay my bills while I'm out on the road, not making money playing in a band, yeah. you know? Um, even things like video editing or any kind of sound editing, things like that, learning those skills all stem from, uh, needing to do those things for the band and then not being, uh, not having the funds to, to pay someone else to do it for me. So I just learned how to do it myself, screen printing, um, t-shirt design, all that stuff like Photoshop. I've learned, I've taught myself all those things because I don't have enough money to pay someone else to do them. So DIY or die is that what they say yeah yeah it works i mean you built a splitter today i did so i mean that's diy and it worked and it's working and it's great and i would highly encourage anyone to just if you don't have the means to do something that doesn't mean you can't do it yeah well that's the thing right like i decided we were going to start a a patreon and stuff right and i was like i'll put it out there you know and if anybody does they do and if they don't it doesn't matter you know Mm -hmm. it's still free it's still you know the same thing you know, and but like you know, we wanted to get like a, a four channel. You know, so in that way, it would, you know, you wouldn't need the splitter. The quality mm-hmm. would be a little bit better. Because I read up on it. Because I I don't know shit about any of this stuff to be honest. So yeah. like you know, I like the software and stuff. It's like it was out of necessity that I had to learn how to do all this stuff, right? Yeah. And then I showed her, and then I was like, all right, that's you now. See ya. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'll build the computer. I'll like, you know, I built the whole computer. I built everything to get it ready to where it, uh, it is. Yeah. It helps that um, my guitar teacher uses the software for recording stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, he's the one who gave me the uh, the microphone and the the uh, box and everything. So uh, uh, he taught me how to use um, some of the stuff. Yeah. Sweet. It's honestly, it's these are skills that pay dividends. You know what I mean. It allows you, it just opens up doors for your own creativity that you can exploit and enjoy and pr- create more content with, you know? Yeah, man. Each one of these skills adds up. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm still, like, um, there's lots of other stuff that we're going to do too, right? Like I got some, like I, I've been designing some t-shirts and stuff of stuff that we've said on the podcast that's kind of funny and, mm-hmm. you know, like we'll, we'll put it on, <laughs> we'll put it on a site. Yeah. That'll be the whole next thing, you know, right, is the site. Like mm-hmm. now that's a whole other venue that who knows, yeah. you know, like I got to learn how to do that. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, learn how to build a website. Yeah, it's going to be a little fun. Yeah. I tried building a website when we first started, and it did not work out well for me. No, no, you didn't. It's not a joke to build a website. Be, you know, it's easier than it has been in the past. They've got templates and things like that yeah. now, and WordPress, and all these things are wonderful for people like myself, the layman who doesn't know... The code. layperson, I should say, code. that doesn't know how to code, you yeah. know, but I can still s- scratch together a website if I need to. Yeah. Those things are important, but it's, uh, you know, it's still not easy. Yeah. And it's an underappreciated uh, scale. People take it for granted. Like, oh, I went to this website today, Facebook. You know how many people it takes to make a Facebook? Yeah. A lot. So many people. But you know how much a Facebook makes? A lot. A lot. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, Joe Rogan had Jack Dorsey on. Right. Did you hear that one? I did. That guy. I have a lot of thoughts about that topic, but yeah. Yeah, that's a little crazy. It's it's yeah. We're living in strange times. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Especially when you started talking about the AI, mm-hmm. you know, and how it just flags and whatever. And then did you hear the second interview? Yes. With him and uh, and they had uh, Tim Cast on and everything and the mm-hmm. lawyer. Also, that one was even more fascinating. Cause it they was pressed hard and and. Doesn't look good for Twitter, if you ask me. But no, I thought that was crazy. Yeah, like, he he had his facts out. Like, and it's hard for me because most of the time, if I had to say I land on a side, I probably land a little bit more liberal than I do conservative. Like, if I had to actually mm-hmm. do percentage, because there is a lot of things that I, you know, whatever I agree or disagree, whatever. But. I do. I I probably fall a little bit more liberal than I do conservative, mm-hmm. and but to hear him, and then talk about it and have examples and all the other stuff, and it was like, I was I was on his side. I was like, it makes sense. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna cut the heads off people, do it on both sides, right? Yeah. Like I don't think they should have the power to do it at all. Period. But I don't either. But again, we're in, we're in we're in uncharted waters with as far as things like that go. As far as social media goes and. The effects this has on us uh, psychologically as a species we don't understand it's too we have there's been no long-term studies because it hasn't been long term yet right on what this is doing to us as, as a society and as, as human beings and um so and we've never had to um regulate anything like this on such a scale before yeah it's global it's not just a nation yeah so they're not beholden to any one nation's laws and it's it's very fascinating times, and I don't envy their job. It's not an easy job, um, but it's uh, yeah. It's I'm I will always land on the side of free speech, and I don't think that uh, as I get older, I'm finding it harder and harder to think of things in terms of just conservative or liberal. You know, this this kind of it seems too binary for me, and then people try to they land on these teams like oh, I'm left, and I'm gonna choose this opinion i'm going to toe the party line what you're talking about like i'm going to yeah. agree with everything that the left agrees with and that's not necessarily healthy no and I don't think so either. you know or vice versa the right or whatever so i don't like to think of these things in terms of left or right or conservative or liberal i don't it's too binary for me i think there's it's the world is too complex to to fall into one of two categories i think it's more what's right for people yes that's it fucking people mm-hmm. like not not color not gender not you know aliens whatever the fuck just people just literally fucking people like that's i I agree with that and that's one thing that that joe rogan talks about too right so Mm -hmm. and i kind of agreed with him on that there's some some things i've been like you know he's a little out there but most of the time it's i don't know he seems like he's well one thing i will hand to him is that he's it seems that he takes his his job 
seriously enough that he understands the importance of trying to not allow misinformation to be spread through his uh, platform. Yeah. Right. He's like, if we're going to say something on here, let's get make sure that we're speaking, not speaking out of uh, out of term here, and that we're providing actual facts. So they'll they'll fact check on the spot. Yeah. Which I think is important and fascinating, and that he, you know that's indicative that he takes his job seriously. And there's a responsibility that comes with having an audience that size. There's literally nobody else on the planet that has a, uh, an audience of that size. No, that's true. And and think about it in terms of, the, of this. You know, if you if you were to speak to 500 people, a room full of 500 people, that's a significant event in your life. I spoke to a room full of 500 people today. Yeah. You know, and then if you have a small podcast, let's say it's a, su- a successful, but small podcast. Yeah. Let's say you have 50,000 listeners per episode. That is like a big, like big enough to be successful, but still on the scale of things quite small compared to the Joe Rogans of the world. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's more than a stadium full of people you're talking to every time you turn on your microphone. Yeah. That's crazy. A stadium full of people mm-hmm. considering what you have to say. And then, you know, so let's say your podcast, you know, is is you know you're, you guys are making an effort to to build it organically, which I love, and you're not paying for any uh, any advertisement. It's just you're just doing your thing. You're creating content and you're, that you're happy with, that you're comfortable with, and you're putting it out there for people to listen to and consider your thoughts. And I think that's wonderful, and that's what this is for. Um, but there's you again, just the two of you from listening to your podcast. I know that you take um, you don't take lightly the responsibility. Um, that anybody could listen to this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's listeners could be from anywhere at any time in any state of mind. And you guys don't take that lightly either. And I think that's phenomenal that even uh, just starting out, you guys are right from the jump. You guys are making those considerations. Yeah. It's important. I think it is. Yeah. I think it has a responsibility too. Like there's the thing where Adele fucked up recently and we talked about it and you know, it was something that I was like, I told her off the mic. I was like, you have a responsibility. Mm-hmm. Like, we talked about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, we talked about this on an episode, mm-hmm. and now you're fucking lying. Now, you mentioned this to me. I'm sorry to interrupt you. You mentioned this to me, uh, the incident um, at our my show the other night. Yes. That there was there had been an incident with Adele. <laughs> and I didn't know that you had done a podcast regarding this. Yeah. But I, when I saw it, I sawed it out. I, I went and listened to that yeah. um, the next day uh, after the show. And my favorite of podcasts that you guys have done. Really? Hands down. It was the most candid, most honest, most authentic thing. And it was powerful to listen to. Yeah. And not only just because I know the two of you, but I think for anybody to listen to that would be, it was, it was remarkably powerful. It was real life. Man. 30 minutes of, of, of podcast. It was, yeah, it's some real, it's some real shit. Yeah. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on you. No, no, yeah, totally. You're good. Fuck! I, I swear all the time. So, yeah. No, but it was it was a thing where actually I was I was going to shut it all down, and it was actually Andrea and Adele that both convinced me not to. I'm glad you didn't. And I was like, man, I gotta, I don't know what to do here. And like now, I said, can I, I ask you something though? Sure. <laughs> that I wanted to know, and I thought about this the whole time, because you did mention you mentioned to me the breaking of the laptop. <laughs> yeah. Now. You are a person that, um, it's been my experience, you keep yourself composed. Yeah. Now, did you, like, rage smash that laptop? <laughs> or was it like a, watch this? Yeah, that's all it was. Watch oh, it was, this. Oh, it wasn't like a, oh, like, it wasn't like a Hulk out moment? No, no, I grabbed it and I was like, 
and I just stared at her and folded it the other way. <laughs> yeah. That was my I I don't like screaming and yelling. Me personally, mm-hmm. I feel like you lose control if you do that. And if you lose control, the other person wins. That's mm-hmm. the to me that's always been the thing. Somebody yells, screams in my face, I'll just be like, you need to stop before you don't have any teeth. Yeah. And it seems to scare people a little bit more, but at the same time, I know if I lose control, that's going to be a whole lot scarier. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's just the way I've always been. And I try to talk to the kids like adults and I try to tell them when they're fighting with each other, I'm like, do you see me do that? Mm -hmm. You don't, you know? So I try to do the same way because when I was 16, man, I'd fight anyone, anytime. I had a hairpin trigger. Like it was, I grew up in a family of people that fought. Like there was no, you know, any excuse. It didn't matter what it was. Yeah. My brother ate my sister's goldfish one time because <laughs> she wouldn't give him a cigarette. So he reached into the tank, grabbed her pet goldfish, and chewed on it in front of her. Like, that's what kind of... intense. Yeah. I, so I... Oh. <laughs> yeah. It was, they were mean people. Definitely mean. Sure. But... But you do keep composed. That's why I, I, was, I was curious because it didn't... It was seemed out of character for you yeah. to do something like that. But then I wondered if it was just a calculated decision or if it was a... It was, or if it, was a it was It was definitely a spur of the moment, but it was it was more of a symbol of, you broke my trust mm-hmm. with this, and now I'm going to break this to show you. Yeah, you break, I break the tool with which you used to break my trust. Yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of what I was trying to go with. You know, it seems more like I, I regretted doing it the minute I did it. I was, well, you also mentioned that, which is why I, I raised the question, right? yeah. is that you regretted it? I was like, oh, maybe it but wasn't calculated. I didn't regret it because I broke it. I regret it because I don't have money to find her away. <laughs> yeah. That, was, really, that yeah. was really it for me. Yeah. I was like, snap. And I, I saw Andrea just out of the corner of my eye just look at me and I was like, God damn it, she's pissed. Mm-hmm. Like, I know, like, my wife's mad. My daughter's shocked. I have to keep this kind of going. Like, mm-hmm. you know, for me, I was like, there. That's, it's done. Yeah. <laughs> little dog whining. Yeah, but all that to be, all that to be said, it was a, a powerful podcast. We've yeah. let this run for an hour now. Yeah. You know what I said? It goes Our so half hour fast. podcast turned into an yeah. hour real quick here. That's all right, man. It's it's a guest podcast. Right. It's, it's, it's been fun. it's been five fucking hours <laughs> talking to you. I, don't I do enjoy uh chatting with you guys a great deal. Well, we're going to do another episode. Uh we're going to record it right after this one. Sure. But we're going to put it out on not in in a couple Sundays probably from yeah. now, mm-hmm. but it's just going to be topics. Sure. I just wanted to get everybody to know you first, you know, know what kind of that. dude you are. So that well, way, now that we... you're all sorely disappointed, <laughs> <laughs> now it comes on to topics. Let's jump right into it. Yeah. Well, we're not going to jump right into it. Not we're, now, no, but we like can, we can segue. We can close this one up and yeah, we're going to segue out, and then we will, uh, you know, take a bathroom break, and then maybe yeah. Come back. I'll save everything. Thanks, man, for coming. Thank That's you for awesome. having me. This is phenomenal. I'm really, really happy to be here. This has been awesome. I had a good time. Fun. Yeah, super fun. Cool. All right. All right, guys. Thanks for listening and uh, stay tuned. Bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard today, give us a like and a share or visit our Patreon link to help support the podcast. If you've got ideas for topics, we'd love to hear them. Hope you guys have an awesome day and we'll talk to you next time.